Hey, what's up? This is Matt Dietz and this is Agency Launch. Uh, do me a favor, send me a text, 208-213-8809. Uh, check out my masterclass at agencylaunch.net. Just had a huge refresh. Um, it looks gorgeous in there right now. So we hopped uh, to another uh, site. So again, agencylaunch.net. Uh, that's where I will teach you everything I know about sales and marketing and staffing and retention. Teach you stuff like how to set up automations, how to use social media, how to sell more life insurance, how to sell commercial, how to delegate to your team so you can do all this stuff, right? We want to enjoy this journey and uh, I can help you do that. Agencylaunch.net. Uh, also, check out my other podcast, Simply Explaining Insurance. It's all about product, right? Okay, so today I just want to kind of tell a story about a policy that I'm chasing and it kind of fell in my lap. So uh, this is someone that has reached out to me, someone that I had in my other podcast called None of My Business, where I interviewed 100 local business owners and had them tell their story about uh, being a business owner. And I'll tell you, I've podcasted on that before uh, on how that was beneficial. It continues to pay dividends. I interviewed this cat three years ago, all right, and he reached out to me um, a couple weeks ago. He's, like, he's working with the COO, and they're going through some – here's what happens. They had an employee on the clock driving their own car, like running an errand, right? And uh, she got involved in a minor fender bender. And uh, they did the right thing and they ran it through work comp because uh, she might have just needed to get checked out, right? So you run that through work comp. But she's, then she said to them, she's like, don't worry, I'm not going to sue you. And this kind of threw up some red flags and they looked at each other like, uh, that's weird. Anyway, I did a whole episode on this on my Simply Explaining Insurance podcast, turns out, you know, they need non-owned auto and that would have been something that would have been beneficial for them. And so anyway, they reached out to me and they said, hey, Matt, I want you to look at our stuff and see if we're covered properly. We've drafted a letter. You know, do I need my employees to sign a waiver, you know, stuff like that? And I was like, no, you just, you really just need non-owned auto, you know? And so he's like, look, take a look at my auto policy. Can you tell me if I have it? And I looked at it. And he sent me a, a number of things. They they haven't been, uh, you know, they're business owners and they haven't had a really formal sit down explanation of their policies. I can tell because they're asking questions. I said, send me what you got. He sent me like he did send me the auto policy and he sent me the, the umbrella. Right? He's like, I see in my umbrella that it says non-owned auto, and uh, and so and it, it raised some red flags for me. So I looked at everything and I looked at it and I, I looked at it with, I wasn't the only one to look at it. I always, you know, kind of bring somebody else in to, be, to make sure that I'm seeing what I need to be seeing or if what I'm seeing is correct. I, I always like to corroborate my thoughts with someone else. Okay. So I've got, I had a couple other sets of eyes on this, including my commercial underwriter. And I said, look, it looks like you, and I went back to him. I said, look, there are a couple things here. One, it doesn't look like you have non-owned auto. And I, I, I pulled it up on the screen with them. 
I said, these are all of your coverages. See this right here? It says Nanonado. You should have a number nine somewhere by all your coverages. Nanonado is number nine, and I don't see it there. And then I said, on the commercial umbrella policy, it does list your underlying policies, right? You've got to have an, they have an underlying general liability and an underlying auto policy. And I looked at it, and uh, it says Nanonado on the underlying umbrella policy. And I'm like, I told him, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, you can't have non-owned auto on an uh, umbrella policy if you don't have it on an underlying policy. So I crafted an email back to him. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you an email. I told him. His name's Chris. So Chris, I'm going to send you an email. And uh, here's how I want you to word your questions to your agent. Okay. So I, you know, I crafted the email and I wrote it out. And I said, I said I'm looking at these policies and I'm showing non-owned auto as uh, on my commercial policy, but uh, I don't see it on my auto policy. You know, can you help me with that? Is that correct? And the agent's response was, "You now have non-owned auto." Here's the endorsement. The agent just added non-owned auto and just sent him the endorsement. That was the agent's response to this. So now, there's one other thing I did before he sent that email let me backtrack a little bit because there's one other thing that that i that i saw that you know made me question if they're right now let me explain i've always been taught and this is important and you've got to do this in the right way i've always been taught to create doubt in a sales environment all right now there are there's a right way and a wrong way to do this all right the wrong way is don't ever talk bad about your competition. Don't ever talk bad about other policies. Don't ever talk bad about other agents or other companies. Okay? It's just bad form. It happens all the time in our field. They don't know what they're talking about. Why do we always think that our colleagues suck? All right? We're all out here trying to do the... You know, I give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Um, but it's a complicated thing that we do sometimes. And sometimes things get missed. And sometimes... I've made mistakes, you know, and so, uh, but you want to make sure that you're careful about not running the competition under the bus. Oh, you don't want to be with them. They, they, they're not going to cover your claims. They never call you back. You know, just don't play that game. So the way that, what I saw is he sent me, he didn't send me the full-blown general liability policy. He sent me kind of like an invoice or something, or maybe a deck page or something that didn't give me the full scope of, of the policy uh, for the general liability, but it did say, um, now this is a general contractor, okay? It said carpentry, class code carpentry NOC. And I saw that and I said, God, you know, whenever we're dealing with a license, this is a pretty big company, uh, a licensed general contractor, we are obviously very, very careful to make sure that we place them in a policy that states that they're a general contractor, okay? So I told him, I said, Chris, I said, I, I saw one other thing here. And I just want to bring it to your attention. I, I'm not saying this is wrong because I don't write an insurance for the company that you're with. So I don't know their product. I don't know their classifications. I said, it shows that they're covering you as, as a carpenter. And the NOC, which stands for, you know, not otherwise classified. I said, there's a chance that they don't have a general contractor classification. And this is where they write their general contractors and you're totally fine. I said, you know, after doing this for 16 years, like general contractor, a licensed general contractor, uh, we've always been told it's got to be written on a general contractor policy. I wouldn't write you, you know, under uh, carpentry. Worst case scenario, you have a big loss. You know, the, the company comes in and says, well, 
you're a general contractor. This policy isn't right for you. It could create problems moving forward. Again, I'm not saying it's wrong, but if I were you, I'd want to cover yourself and have it in writing that this is right. Okay. So I talked to him this morning and he had some questions. He's like, can you help me understand what we're talking about with this carpentry thing? And I kind of walked him through that conversation. I said, Chris, I said, this, you might be fine. I said, but you know, I told him what I just told you. I said, I would want to know for sure. I said, so let me help you write an email on, on what to ask this guy. And, um, you know, well, then we'll have it in writing, right? So I told him, I said, hey, ask him these questions. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. And, um, and you'll have your answer. He said, Matt, you know what? He's like, he's not going to, he's not going to answer my questions. He's going to give me the runaround and he's not going to, he's not going to tell. I, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He said, I trust you. Now, I've never met this guy in person. I've talked to him on the phone like four or five times, but I've built the trust with him just on these things, okay? Uh, and he's like, I want you to look at everything. And there you go. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to win this. I worked up the auto quote a little higher. He knows that he's like, look, uh, we're willing to pay more, Matt, for you because like this has got to be done right. This is important. We've He's got a $10 million umbrella. they got a big business. They're going to make sure this stuff is done right, okay? He goes, we're getting some other quotes, but um, you're my guy, and I want you to uh, quote all this stuff up for him. We got we to gotta make sure this is right. I don't trust my guy. And this is a big company. Like, you got to trust your insurance yeah. agent, you know, and whoever's writing this for you. And so I just wanted to tell you kind of my mindset about what this process has been like, kind of what I what I see through my eyes. I wanted to explain it to you, what kind of things I look for. Um, I do look for holes in coverage. I look for things that I can offer that they currently don't have. You know, and I teach this in my training very simply in an auto policy. I walk you through step by step on how to to find value you know, when you know you may be a little higher in price, okay? And the value comes from you, all right? You're the one that's going to build trust with these people. You're the one that's going to counsel them through the way to protect them properly. And in order to do that, you've got to understand your product. You've got to understand their business. And you have to marry those two things together as best as you can, okay? So... I just felt like this was a this is a good account I have a chance to earn and I wanted to walk you through kind of how I met them, how the conversations have gone, what I've helped them figure out and uh, it's been good so far so uh, hopefully we have a chance to win it you know and then and then they have their hands in a number of other things so if we can win this, I have an opportunity to earn more referrals moving forward. And that's something that I always explain to my underwriter too. I'm like, look if we get this policy, Mr. Underwriter, there, there might be more to come, you know, a significant amount. Like this is, this guy does a lot of building in the area. And uh, if we have a chance to, to ensure some of his projects or some of the buildings he builds or whatever, like this is going to be a good one for us to, to win. So can you please give me some pricing consideration as best as you can? So anyway, I thought that was worth sharing with you today. So I appreciate you listening to me. So there you go. My name's Matt. This is Agency Launch. You can find me at www.agencylaunch.net. Do me a favor, send me a text 208-213-8809 and hop in my community. You can ask me questions, have access to me and uh, check out my other 
podcast at Simply Explaining Insurance. All right. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and keep up the good work.